Hi everyone, you're listening to the Bialucci Podcast. Uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. I feel I should start off with the advert for the um, sponsor because I often forget. Why don't we introduce it, our guests? Yeah, I t- I make sure I don't forget because right. it's happened. James and Matt. Hello. How you doing, boys? Would you like to uh, explain who you are? Yes, who am I? Yeah. I'm Matt Cheney. Uh, I am a, I guess I'm a content creation coach and I run an audio production company called Cult Media. There you go. And James? Hi, I'm James Bishop. I run a content creation education platform and a podcast production company. Sounds Um, pretty similar to what he just said. I'd like to know where um, surnames come from. Where's yours from? Cheney uh, derives originally its... French is Cheyenne. Oh. It means heart of oak. Oh, nice. Someone's looked it up. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. James. I have no idea. Bishop. Sorry, Bishop. Boss. Would it just be religious? Bishop? A bishop? Just a role? Like a Cooper? Probably. Yeah. yeah. What about Bacon. Kirby? I've never heard. I don't know another Kirby. Uh, we're about. Uh, I think there's a place in Ireland. I think there's a Kirby. There's yeah. Place in Manchester. Isn't there a Kirby? I think there's a, there's a couple of villages around up north around Manchester. And oh, Liverpool okay. As well, yeah. Um, so we're having a podcast get together today. I'll tell you why I specifically wanted to do this mm-hmm. because um, I remember the very, very, very early days of podcasting mm-hmm. when there was only a few. When the, like the the, um, uh, the Ricky Gervais show had just come out. I've said I've said this before, but I, I, when I, I learned through I educated myself through audio. I didn't learn how to read in that till I was like thirty. But audio saved my life basically, so it meant a lot to me. And when audio came along, it's like, it was everything. It was family, it was education, it was everything. So I remember those days. And I remember when they come out, it was so different because you could say what you want, the subjects. And even though there was only a few podcasts, maybe 10 at the time. And as I said, the Ricky Gervaiso just came out. And um, I just thought, oh, this is great. I can't do radio and all that, but I can do podcasts. I can talk and blah, blah, blah. And I went to the BBC, tried to talk to them. They were not interested in podcasting, whatever, mm. uh, whatsoever. Um, and anyway, so obviously podcasts blew up and things. And uh, th- then because it got so big, I noticed capitalism started to creep in. <laughs> and I don't mean like when it, there was lots of millions, because it was still people were holding their own, but it's really now started to creep in mm. where it's just adverts jammed in everywhere, which is so, and so it was, and then I've noticed what they started doing is, I remember Can when- you start this <laughs> episode trying to plug the sponsor? No, no, yeah, well, no, no, that's fine. I'll tell you, I've said this before about the sponsors. The only ones we use is- Our sponsors are great, by the way. Yeah, yeah. no, no. They're they're different. The ones we use is because I've spoke to them beforehand. I turn more down than, even though I've got no right to, but because I'll only handpick specific people, as I was just saying to Graham beforehand. It's only because I bought this drink then I liked it and I got in contact. The same happened with Noble Water. I got in contact. I liked them. I met them. They're friendly. I had a half hour conversation on the phone with Teresa, who owns this company, before we d- I even decided to do anything. Because I w- will not do cold adverts. Mm. Uh, that's that's So radio. when Teresa's listened to this, so far you've mentioned the sponsor four yeah. times. You've not said its name, but you have said the name of it. No, I do want to do a proper advert to talk about it, which I will jam in. But <laughs> so we know point- about Noble Water, but they're <laughs> yeah, not the sponsor. Yeah, they are, yeah. Okay. two of them. But um, no, I'm going to do a proper thing about this, because I'm just glossing over it for the second. Yeah. But the podcasting, so what had happened is, it really started to ramp up recently where they were just jamming in arbitrary adverts into things that should not be there. Mid-sentence, mid-word, doesn't matter. Mm. So it's like 
and like the, the other thing I noticed was I remember when podcasters used to talk about how much they were getting, and that stopped about ten years ago. And I remember the moment when because it was they were making too much money, so they had to stop talking about it. Mm. Um, and then I noticed that that one bit by bit they stopped mentioning other shows which people would always do in the early days of podcasting. Mm. They would say, "I listen to this show. I like, I like the thing of that," and it started to go away. And it's only in the last year where it's it's fully kicked in where people are saying, oh, no, it's probably not a good idea. I'm thinking, F you, that's not what podcasting was about. It's like it's completely infiltrated. So because every podcast is panicking about every other podcast, as if there's a limited amount of time in your life to listen, mm. I thought well, I just want to get yeah. some... <laughs> well, you know what I mean. There's, I'm going to get some podcasters on that are in London because I think that London is the home of podcasting. What with the Ricky Gervais show starting there and uh, the early days of it? And I thought, no, there's going to be a fight back. I'm not, this captain, it's, it's like a family member that's being kicked around. And I'm, I think, no, I'm going to fight for what podcasting used to mean. So I'm, I'm going to have more podcasters and podcast people on the show mm-hmm. within London because London will be the home of podcasting. Even if it kills me, I'll make it happen. So, but that's only half the battle because then, like I said, with the advert people, um, uh, the sponsors, I have to, sort of like the people. So I kept an eye on you two with various things, seeing how you were, seeing how you reacted, especially on LinkedIn and things like that. And I thought, that's the way it should be done. It's nice and simple. You're doing your thing. You're actually doing stuff. You're getting, you're moving. That's what I, I feel like rather than these big capitalist things that come in. Mm. <laughs> Having said that, 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 I did speak to Ross, who owns a, a CEO of Acast, which is the big, a big company. Mm. And I like him. And I like what they're doing. And uh, I was going to get him on the show, but they're floating the company at the moment. So he's trying to prepare it. He hasn't got time. I hope I can say that. Well, I think it might be out there by now. But they're trying to float the company. But um, he's my he's the flying New York because I actually really do like him and I like what he stands for. But he was too busy to get here. So anyway, that's why I've decided to get some people down in London that are doing it they're, and they're nice people. And that's why you're here. When are they getting here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're running warm. late. So. Um, a general thing, what podcast do you listen to or have you listened to? Top of your head, top couple. So my podcast consumption yeah. is vacuous. Yeah. Uh, I listen to uh, basically YouTubers that make podcasts. So my go-tos are like Impulsive, Happy Hour, that kind of stuff. Okay. Call what? Her Daddy, like trash. Okay. And what Nothing are these? Sensible. Interview shows or just chat? chat general. Chat? No, they're like YouTubers that have got... People don't know how to make content properly, yeah. basically. And what's, what's the narrative, though, of these sort of shows? Well, they have engaged audiences, right? So they abide by slightly different rules. But, I mean, are they uh, just talking culture? Is it an interview-based? Yeah, they're just interview-based interview based shows. Oh, well, okay. I listen to a whole mix of stuff. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I try to listen to as little as possible, yeah. um, if I'm honest. Uh, I listen to pretty much everything on two times speed. No, so so I was thinking about I this. Through, I just scrub... Like between a Monday and a Friday, I just scrub content constantly. Uh, like on the way up here, I just listened to, yeah, like one of those shows. What? Um, what and what, what, obviously, I listen to Gary V. Uh, like he speaks time at constantly. two times speed. So how do you follow that? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I give that the time it needs because that's like <laughs> he's already done it for you. He's done the hard work because that's, that's changed my. In a way, you say that like audio changed everything listening to his content at scale and then implementing what he actually says has got me from where I was to where I am. And what, what does he do? I mean, what is his show about? Is it about pod, creating podcasts? No, it's just about uh, 
how would you Mar- describe what it's is entrepreneurship it's, and marketing oh, merging okay, well, like building a brand and okay. how do you engage people right. how do you create something that can be accessed and so shared? i'm worried that this t- i never thought you'd mentioned this about listening well, who did we interview oh was it um the yeah, reebok fellow yeah, yeah. um and you said i'd heard about people listening to things on double speed yeah but it was finally at my door it was like 28 days later, you know, when they say, which is explaining that the zombies were a thing and you thought there was violence and then suddenly they were at your door. Yeah. That's what I thought when you said, I thought that's a thing that some people do out there. When you said I had to listen. This is an to act g- of violence perpetrated <laughs> against me and my community. Well, it's audio. You can't fast forward. But now you've said it. It's just like. Well, it does depend. So I listen to a lot of Web3 NFT crypto stuff and then I right. listen to that at normal speed because my brain needs it more slowly right, in order detailed to information. absorb it. But like. You know, Jack mate talking to Vidal Riley. I can listen to that fast. But do you not worry? Society is pushing something forward that probably because then your grandkids will be doing it on four speed. Do you know what I mean? It will go that way. The most valuable asset you've got is time. You've got to look after it. it, But have you ever done that? What's that? Listen to things. Yeah, yeah, lots. Especially uh, entrepreneurial stuff. Crypto stuff, I used to listen at top speed because of the different viewpoints people, especially with something like crypto. They're talking about, I think this is going to happen to the market. Some of it's speculation, some of it's science. And you need to listen to a lot to actually get a good idea of what you believe is true. Are you taking it in at double speed? Yeah. You do adjust to that. You do adapt to that. Humans can adapt. It started because they didn't watch YouTube video. Like, it takes too long to watch a YouTube video because there's too much waffle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't say that about a film, would you? You wouldn't go to the cinema and say I watched it twice. Like now, this speed. is an interesting point. I thought this might come up today. Don't is, tell me what ass. is no? What is a podcast? Because w- w- what you've discussed already today is a certain type of audio yeah, content yeah, yeah. that you have seen changed over time. If we change the word podcast for audio and we compare the word audio to video, if I told you I'm making a video, what do you think? Am I making? The Matrix, or am I making a Snapchat? Okay. Am I making a corporate video for my business, or am I doing a home movie on my iPads? And you know, my nan's got her iPad out. When I say video, your mind goes everywhere. Yeah. But when I say podcast, everyone has a preconceived notion right, about podcast, mean, yeah. and that's what you've got right now. Yeah, is yeah. I I take the time to listen to someone that's taken the time to record it for me, and I listen to it in real time. That's a certain type of podcast. Right, okay, see but we change the word podcast for audio. Yeah. It changes the whole concept of what it is and how you access but it and how you appreciate it. Once you speed the brain up in one part, it it will go. That's what you get by the Google generation. This quick look at everything, flick flick. It always your brain doesn't hold things just there. It will affect other things. I I, I just yeah. have a trouble if I'm doing something. So I'm always doing something and listening or watching some. Well watching yeah. something else in the corner so i'm never doing anything properly you know yeah. what i mean and like i often I mean. put on just like rubbish in the corner so i don't have to focus on it so i can dip in and out and it's the same thing it's like if i put things on like fast speed i just end up i'll end up there i'll be working or doing some other stuff or whatever the heck i'm doing going on amazon pottering about and uh, and then i'll realize that i'll be like 20 minutes half hour into a thing and i'm like i have no idea what the hell's going on so I'm not you raise an important point there which we talk about a lot which is like the difference between active and passive listening mm-hmm. so i'm not a passive listener at all i don't put it on in the background i right. will only listen to podcasts if like on the train up here yeah i just listen to the podcast and that was it and i go running or i'm cycling or whatever i'm doing i'm just listening to yeah. that i'm not a background person yeah i don't know how you can do that i mean that that's a really weird thing you must you have to look at the broader picture i know it sounds like well i just bung it on and i got it in the back when you go 
But what you're training your brain to do is have no attention span. That really is what you're doing. If you think about the neurology of it, you're sort of, and you're speeding everything up. But this is where you're going to get anxiety and all these things that come further down the line because you've just got... Driving a car didn't give people anxiety and yet we can move at 88 miles an hour in a vehicle with multiple things about to happen. And listen to the radio. Yeah, it's but it's not miles a, an hour. It's, specific. <laughs> it's not a terrible problem now. That's I know when mm. you look at it individually. It's if you just look back ten years, what it was before, and then go, where does this go? Where does anxiety and medication go? And you go, well, well, I said this in the last podcast when I was going down the road and I just sat there in the traffic and I saw the road signs. There was twenty three on one street, and I said, but this is what anxiety. This is Come where on. it all comes from. This whole thing about short attention spans is nonsense, right? Mm. TikTok are then short videos. You'll be you get stuck in the TikTok hole for an hour and a half. Like that's got your attention. Like there is no way you can tell me that there's such a thing as short attention spans because you're stuck there for ages. Mm. Um, no, yeah, I, I think like what you were talking about when we say audio I and mean, it means a broad thing. Mm. I think short attention span. I don't mean specifically like you can't listen to anything long term because what it it's if you think if well you. There's a reason why people don't read articles anymore on the whole, especially the younger people, because there has been a shift in general attention span. People do not read things. It is just a headline. Who was I talking about? Um, I was talking to a marketing guy the other day, and he was saying how things have become tighter and tighter and tighter with what people see and how long you've got to see them click on. Mm. And he said it's now half a second. Mm. It's not a video anymore. It's got to be an image. The image has to be a limited amount of colours. Mm. And I was thinking, but that that's what I mean by limited attention span. People do, you don't, any, there's nothing long form. I think, I think you just get bombarded with so much uh, information and so much text. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking how much I actually read, how many articles, yeah. how many things, how many, you know, uh, Headlines, headlines headlines blah 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 you know just just constant i mean that's what the internet is mm. it's a lot of video and sort of audio don't get me wrong but it is mostly text and you are just reading an awful lot and processing an awful images lot, in know, a few words day. yeah what well, would you read uh, if it sorry if what uh, what would you read of an article if you were going to read an article what would it be about and why would you read it now uh i don't know i suppose something uh, i mean what did i read this morning uh, I read lots of fun things. I read about that shooting in America. I read but why, about why did um, you read the article? Because uh, I didn't know anything about it. So, but I so just, your inquisitive nature yeah. took you to something instead of getting a fifteen-second TikTok clip. Uh, you yeah. you went. I'm going to read this because I want to learn in greater detail. Which I think is what we've all highlighted is there's a scale of consumption. Yeah, because the TikTok thing. You think- uh, and so I went to a whole uh, a rabbit hole about uh, drones. But it piqued your interest. You, you'd committed, you'd said, right, this subject matter interests me enough that I'm going to dedicate your full attention. You can't be walking, you can't be doing anything else with an article. That's it. Yeah. There, read the words. If you don't read them in the right order, if you're dyslexic, you know, I, I have a little bit of dyslexia, but don't concentrate. It just makes no bloody sense. Hmm. Yeah. So I have to really commit. So with a, something like TikTok, or a good example is Blinkist. You know, it's an app that takes leadership or or they take all sorts of books now and they condense it down to 15 minutes in audio form. Is it a podcast? Uh, No. But what it does is it starts that line of inquiry. So I'm going to listen to that 15 minutes because I've got 15 minutes and it doesn't stop me exercising, walking the dog, cleaning the house. I've given that 15 minutes sort of divided attention. Now that might spur me on to go and find the people they talk about. Maybe I'll watch some YouTube videos, 13, 14 minutes. Maybe I'll listen to a whole conversation on a podcast, 45 minutes to an hour. Then I might buy the book. Now that will take me four or five hours plus to read. It's part of that consumption 
ladder. Yeah, I don't actually, in terms of, I know I'm going about attention, but the, like the TikTok things, I don't class that as the same thing. I think that's just a type of entertainment. It's designed to be that way. I don't, I know people equate that with it. I don't think that's it. It's like um, I was uh, on YouTube about six months ago and there was a Twilight Zone episode, which used to be, you know, half an hour, whatever. Mm. And they've now edited all down to like five minutes. You go, it's not a big problem on its own, but it's another little thing in society that you've removed. Well, I don't want to see the boring bits. I haven't got time to do that. So do you want to say something? No, yeah, I, I was just seeing where you were going with yeah, what you were going to say. Because, for example, if you look at YouTube as an example, they're fighting it. They're playing the algorithm, right? Like YouTube more than anything, that tends to be a game of how do you play the algorithm to get the best yeah, results yeah, yeah. possible. And they keep changing that, right? So right. it used to be daily, then it was ten, Then they make it like 10 minutes, then it dropped to five minutes. If you watch a big creator, you can pretty much see, like I'm talking like a, you know, like a Logan Paul or a Jimmy Donaldson or someone, you can see how the algorithm is changing based on how they change the so content that they're making. It's shifting all the time, right? is it? So, yeah, like if you look at podcasting, I actually made a video yesterday on this topic, which is the idea that, uh, Apple Podcast Connect shows the most important piece of data to me in podcasting. The one my go-to is what's your average consumption percentage? I don't care how many downloads you get. I don't care any of that other stuff. What's your average consumption percentage? I.e., how much of an episode are people actually yeah, consuming? Yeah. And I was making a video at this because so many people don't know what it is or where to find it or even that Apple Podcast Connect has data points. And I think that podcasting and lots of the other content stuff. There's so many cons- essentially conspiracy theories now. So like, I don't want to condemn you, but you went, oh yeah, short form and then anxiety. Give me please some evidence. A, I don't agree with any of that. And B, can I have some evidence? Because I just don't, like book sales are as strong as they've ever been. Mm. Medium is on the rise. Blink, like things like Blinkist are getting stronger. People chew up Netflix like it's going out of fashion. Like, oh, let's just make eight episodes of this thing. Joe Rogan is the GOAT, 90 million downloads a month, three hours plus every episode. None of this, as I can tell, is short form, mm. right? So I'm not sure. I, people are spending, like I said earlier, in a um, TikTok hole for hours. Like there's a lot of consumption going on here. And so for me, when I look at an average consumption of an episode in, on, in podcasting, you can kind of learn a whole bunch of stuff from it. And one of the things that's happening is there's choice. That's really what we're talking about here is that, yeah, attention's one piece, but choice is another. And then the, the base standard of quality that someone wants is increasing because there's more choice. Mm. So you're saying about like, okay, maybe it's edited this way. I'm like, yeah, sort of that, sort of the algorithm. When we look at, so I made this video, like I was saying yesterday about average consumption. First of all, this is where it is. And then what can you learn from looking at that data? I'm in a position because I have a production company where I can show you videos where people don't edit anything and videos where we spend a week editing an episode where we have shows that have a £30,000 an episode budget. I can show you the results of a £30,000 an episode edit and a £0 an episode edit. And you can see one, a straight line across the top because we have heroes, we have villains, we have an element of risk. We have obstacles that overcome the obstacle. We drag the listener to the end of the episode. We hook them into next week, right? We reference last week. Like we do all the stuff you need. And I can see what happens if you spend nothing and there's a just downward line, hmm. right? And so I'm tr- like bringing evidence, I think, through these simple data points is 
what's really going to help creators and kind of get around the, as I said, I, I've started referring it to as conspiracy theories because I just don't know a better way of putting it. Conspiracy theory being what? Being just like, all oh, this nonsense people are talking about, like what works, what doesn't work, why it works. Just like, there's just choice. But everything works. Everything works. There's always no, something mm, for everybody, mm-hmm. more or less. Nah. There's going to be people that only like long form it things, all, I guess people like long, short form yeah, things. Yeah, like you don't read because you don't like dyslexia. You don't, don't, don't <laughs> like dyslexia. I, don't, don't you don't that. read. I make a podcast about neurodiversity. It should be better than that. Yeah, because of dyslexia. Yeah. You clearly quite like, re- like reading. Mm. I Comic books. Can re- <laughs> I can read, but I don't. Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, the secret, I think, is that you need a good idea. So many people think platform first, idea second. So uh, I'll start a podcast. What should we talk about? For me, it's like, okay, what's a really good idea? Okay, now how do I tell that story on TikTok? How do I tell that story as a podcast? How do I tell that story in written format? How do I tell that story as a cartoon? Same, so same idea. differently depending on what platform it is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not this like, you know, we came from a world of the, um, let's make a piece of content and chop it up and then put it in, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. No, do it the other way around. Come up with an idea and then make it platform specific. What's, is there any new platforms that are coming out? Like any new... I mean, ACAST to me is new because... But what, what that's is not it? a platform, that's a, um, a marketplace. Yeah, yeah oh, I that's suppose, an ad yeah. exchange. But I mean, in terms of where you would place podcasts... Nah. No, there's the same old... The same... Like... Is Instagram... Can you put videos on Instagram now? I know they were yeah. short. People are going to Spotify and Apple Pod- it Outside of... Other part, you can disagree with if you want, but basically, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the end. Yeah, that's, that's the big boys. Yeah, and you need chops like I can't imagine to take them on. Wasn't iTunes, um, not, was it iTunes? No, was it, YouTube was supposed to be doing something with podcasting, but then they dropped it. Like YouTube oh, takes Google the... Google Podcasts exists, doesn't it? And that's what was it? Google Podcasts exists, Amazon Music oh, exists. And, you, um, and YouTube are trying to work on the video. So Spotify have allowed you to add videos yeah. now mm. to your podcast, right? So YouTube went which is Google, same, same, said, okay, we're going to make more of this podcast thing, right? There's lots of, to your point, Matt, Matt, Matthew, your point earlier on, um, what is a podcast, Mm. right? Like I watch loads of podcasts, Mm. loads of them, because it's where my go-to to find the thing. And I think YouTuber, you know, tapping into that they're like what the third most visited website in the world now aren't they you've got what, what happens to vimeo why is that never spoken about is that vimeo is still there it's just again another distribution platform why well they not- realized they weren't going to get uh the volume of search right and so i think they basically pivoted their business model more towards independent uh sort of like art house creators yeah oh, so fidelity video yeah you don't it's get quality isn't it wasn't vimeo supposed to be for it's high quality better yeah, it was easier to do high quality. Some there was something. Remember, last I mean, they were a level pegging for a long time, like you say. And yeah. Once YouTube started to get the bulk of the consumption, and you have to pay to be on Vimeo. They have some paid for services on it, premium. But it's so. a free. You can sign you still, up and post. Yeah, I, I can, anyone, Would they be limited? No. You can do like customized players, and mm. it's oh. more like a if you know what like Wistia is or a Loom or something like. It's more down that end. So like, yeah, for uh art house video creator they might put their stuff there and then embed like use it as a place to embed a, if you want to put your video on your own website you might host it via yeah it's like more hosting i suppose oh, okay no one's going there and searching like they're on youtube what, what is what's mm. um 
Where's MySpace? Is it still a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. It's nah, live. No, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if it's nah, live. Nah. But I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's about searchability. So it doesn't matter what content you create. If people can't find it, it was a waste of time. Yeah. You can spend 33 grand an episode. But if you don't also have a marketing strategy for that, and with that in mind, you then think about the audience. And that's when you start disseminating the content a little bit more, right? We right. know why you've done it, what the idea is. You know what it's going to look like in multiple platforms. We've created it. We need to, the audience in mind to think of discoverability. So then we might utilize the strength of short form video to pull people into our, yeah. into our listener tunnel. Yeah. Come in, come down here, come on. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where a lot of people think that you can just create one piece of content and then chop it up yeah. and bring people to you. Well, if you think about what, how it's going to be consumed outside of the platform of iTunes or Spotify, you think about what people are going to want to hear or see you can then stitch that into your content while you're making it, which makes it easier to repurpose or break down for marketing. So the being found is the biggest thing. Yeah, I didn't realize it's such a big thing about taking the content, but specifically designing it for certain things. SEO is the next What's thing. That? So search engine optimization. Right, okay. What are people searching for? If they don't know the podcast, how are they going to find it? If it's about crypto, they're going to type in crypto. Where are they going to type in crypto? Well, if they know of podcasting, they'll have a podcasting app, whether it's Apple or Overcast, an aggregator or Spotify. They're going to go into there and they're going to type in crypto. And whatever has the right optimization will come up top, right, yeah. whether that be views or just loads of clever keywords. Beyond that, then people will probably go to YouTube um, because, again, it's a consumption platform. And then beyond that, they might go to Google because we're assuming that they know they want to consume content. So yeah. they're unlikely to go straight to Google. And if they do go to Google, do you have a website in place? Do you have a Facebook group in place? When Google looks for crypto, are you going to come up? You've got to work pretty hard to be found in Google as a podcast about crypto. Right. You've, you've both mentioned crypto. So when you say crypto, because I have to catch up with things, you mean the, just the yeah, cryptocurrency. It's, just, it's a massive trend. Yeah. People are starting crypto podcasts um, and they're getting huge numbers because it, people want to hear about it. And they what don't really know what's good and what's what bad. What are sort of discussing? It, or anything. So it, my interest lies in Web3, not in crypto. Right, mm. which is... So without like this podcast, could go on a massive tangent. We'll keep it simple. We'll keep it super simple. Essentially, the blockchain, you've heard of the blockchain. Yeah. Right. So the blockchain is a ledger and there's lots of crypto is built on... The blockchain, right, yeah, yeah it's a, it was the first thing that people sort of uh, commonly understood to yeah. be built on blockchain technology. Blockchain, blockchain is not the internet. Like, it's a really important distinction. What you think of as the internet with like Web two, yeah, yeah. So how you go on your phone now and go on Amazon and stuff. What we talk about Web three is not the internet. It's built on the blockchain, which is a ledger. The first thing they put on that was crypto. Then they've put on like NFTs. So you know the right. JPEG things that people talk <laughs> yeah. about that you buy, right? And then it, it fast forward five years, you're going to, your house, all the deeds to your house will be on the blockchain. And if I want to buy your house, I send you yeah. the cash. I get the deeds. Yeah. It's all verified. The blockchain works by basically everyone's checking everybody else. Right. Yeah. Right. And then your car. And so if you try and cut and shut your car, the blockchain would know. And then I would know, yeah, right. Yeah. Like oh, okay. what will happen is that say uh, this bottle of drink is really valuable. You'll be able to send that to a central store. Like someone will come and pick it up, bag it, say it's worth money put it in a central place, you'll create a token for it on the blockchain. And then if you want to sell it to me, 
I buy the token and yeah. then I get access to go to the store to pick the thing up. So did you both own crypto or what, it, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, early day. I mean, it was, I had a nefarious background. So I think I've still got a quarter of a coin somewhere. What coin? Can be, what you know, you buy Bitcoins. Oh, a oh, quarter of a Bitcoin. Of quarter of a Bitcoin. Yeah. That's you know it. how much that's worth? Yeah. Well, when I, uh, what did I say? When I was first on that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't even buy one for a quid. They were like worth naught, 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 point one p. They were. And about ten years ago, I was trying to get the doctor I know to buy one. They were eighty quid then, and I was trying to explain to her the wallet and all that. Mm. But I think on a wallet on a hard drive, I've still got a quarter or something. Blah blah blah. So if you got, I would fish that out. If you got a quarter of Bitcoin, that's worth about twelve thousand. Yeah, it's only till you sell it though, isn't it? It's not. It's because uh, I every now and again I. Ca- that's same with everything, though, isn't same it? Same with everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That's like saying my house is worth. It's not worth anything, is it? It's only worth what they'll pay for it. <laughs> My mortgage lender would be livid. Yeah, I just thought... <laughs> Someone I, said that's not worth it. Anything, like mate. I just forgot it. I just left it there. But I'm talking 15 years ago, maybe That's why you listen to crypto podcasts. You hear stories of people like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I found yeah. 208 Bitcoin in a, well, there was a company, on a hard drive. Like, a guy oh. was telling me, he said, they specifically go into, hard, into um, shops and buy up all the cheap old hardware and then just filter it to see if somebody's forgotten it from like 20 years ago. And it's probably, it's a thing. Uh, uh, this a guy, lot of work. There was a guy, well, this guy. Yeah, and looking for what? Like, no, this, possibly also personal details. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff to, oh, you well, well, I'm, just, I'm stuff, not giving yeah. an opinion. I'm just telling you who he was and my opinion. Mm. So this, when I used to work in um, a shop, like a pawnbroker, one of the, the main pawnbrokers, because 20 mm. years ago, this African guy used to come in with the biggest hat, loudest bloke you've ever met in your life. Hiding in with plain sight. Cartoon. Yeah, big step. <laughs> I met him because he used to fake fall in shops. Yeah, cowboy hat. Genius. He was about six foot two, weighed about 21 stone. <laughs> he used to come in and he used to fall over. And I'd known him from other shops, and he, but he'd come. It was it was embarrassed him to watch him help himself onto the floor, and then because I was a bit iffy anyway, I say, "Mate, I was, get up!" And, the bar, and I said, "What is it?" And what he used to do is we became friends. He used to buy up camera digital cameras when they were first, and old cameras, right? And he used to buy them all up, and he used to sell them in Africa for like a lot of money. Okay, and then he used to do other things, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, he he started doing things like that. But he then he branched into. He was the one that told me. He said, "No, I buy all these because some have these Bitcoin things or whatever." However, he explained it, and he said, "I sell them to a friend." And he he goes through all the things. But it's only years later I heard that that was a thing. Mm. But that was like over twenty years ago. He used to do it. But this guy, he used to come to the club that I worked in, and it was like a cartoon character. Wherever he went, he was so loud. And I went around his house once, and it was like a porn set. <laughs> <laughs> he had this massive fish tank, this massive white rut in Enfield Town. This was this massive rut. It was so hot was like, in there. It was like boogie nights. Yeah. Have you ever been into a like you go like to boogie nights when they go to the dude's worse. house and he's just letting the, the other yeah. guys letting the firecrackers ex- off and he's trying <laughs> to buy some coke off him? It was an exaggerate, and he was a nice guy. But, but um, his um, his house was like an aquarium. The heat when you'd walk in, you'd go, I literally can't stay in it. And that's he. It wasn't. It was just the way. And he had a fish tank in a small sh- flat. Must have been seven, eight feet long. It was just, it was like a cartoon character. And there's other stuff I, I wish I could tell you, like, but I can't even, so I don't know about the For Lord. an animated series in the future. Yeah, it's some people you meet the people and you go, oh, that's a cartoon character. He doesn't, he's in his own little world. And people would meet him and go, is he for real? Yeah. <laughs> but oh, it's great. You never, in fact, talking about unusual characters, I was saying this the other day, I was listening to um, audiobook recently of um, Jim Henson, 
Right. The the okay. Muppets people. Would people, young people know what the Muppets are now? Yeah. Are they still a thing? That, Almost still a thing. They, they, yeah. They, every every Sesame few Street. years they, they make a comeback. Yeah. I think Disney Plus are planning a new show. Or something. But it was fascinating because I hadn't realised how much of in London because they came they were they were doing sort of like um states things in America over here and they were well, well known on adverts and things like that. They hadn't done any movies. It's only when they came to England that they had the BBC One show that used to go out before Top of the Pops and it became really big here and that's when they got the movie here through Elstree mm. which then made them big in America and they went back there. But it just... A guy that was just in his own world. I make puppets and I make fun things and it's not about money. He refused to ever talk about money. People were saying, how much do you have? And he said, that's anti everything we are. He said, the quality of the thing has to be, that's all I care about. I don't want to know about the money. But yeah, just a, a, a guy that's, no, I just do puppets. I don't know the way the world works. I just do these things. Mm-hmm. And why he created certain people to represent certain things. Kermit with, you know, it's not easy being green, you know, representing you know, the black struggle at the time and, you know, colour and things like that. Sort of like Star Trek TOS where everything had a political meaning. You know, alien, half white, half black. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> that sort of thing. But it, yeah, it's just nice to listen to those sort of people. Again, I've said this before, to get those people before fame became a thing to certain people where everyone's famous where you could be at the top of your game and not care about the cameras on you. You just want to, it's just your work. You know, you just, you have to go back to the sort of seventies and eighties and things like that to see those sort of characters where it just wasn't about the money. It doesn't matter. There's a theme here with your podcasting as well. Your, your opinions on podcasting. You like that raw motion where people aren't sure if there's going to be success. Yeah. You got, I am out of the loop of, in terms yeah. of society. I feel, freely admit it. I don't care about money. I don't do anything for money. But people I meet, it's regardless of you. I've turned down people that are well-known because they want to do things over line. Mm. That's not the world I live in. I don't, I'm don't. i in my own bubble of people yeah. I want to meet. The money comes after that, I think. Yeah. So everything I've done with the magazine, the podcast, I said, I've never spoke about it. I, never, I don't advertise it mm. because it isn't done yet. And when it's done, then I'll sell the story. So I'm speaking mm. to a PR person now. But... I don't, I'm not, it feels like I'm not from this world. I don't care about social media staring at me. I do these things because I like it. I don't go, who's got social media? I want to meet that person. The only person, like you know, Joe Foster, the, mm. the started Reebok, wasn't really, I didn't know nothing about training. I'm not into trainers, but I went and read his story and like what he'd gone through to do it. And because he's from up north Bolton, it's a bit, that's mm. quite earthy, you know, uh, just the struggles of. Well, as well. He, oh, it was a great story. <coughs> he did, uh, he, he founded an international worldwide brands well, billion dollar um, company yeah in like the sort of the 60s 70s yeah, and like yeah. he was sending off like he was having to do book transatlantic calls and stuff and yeah. like they were cutting out and like he was having to send letters to distributors and stuff and then wait like four weeks for a response yeah you know and orders and stuff i mean it's but completely he, different he spoke world, about you know? get, he was so broke getting letters through the door and dreading a letter coming through because it know that could be the end mm. and then when he started to get big the problems got bigger with like uh, China nicking the trade, the name and changing the name, and he didn't have money to fight that sort of thing. There was even one bit where he had to get a bit of machinery up into <laughs> up into a building, and the floor started to give the shoemaking machine. The floor started to give. <laughs> they just told everyone to walk up, walk on the edge of the room and stuff because this equipment was so heavy it was going to like yeah. collapse the building. Yeah. And he like like his his um his nephew died young, his daughter died, his brother yes. died. I think Jesus Christ, like and still haven't it's and that game. thing of still got to go to work. Doesn't matter. It's still, it's the thing you never know until you're running something yourself. Mm. Doesn't matter how you feel. You do not have the option of I can't be bothered because everything crumbles immediately if you take the foot of the gas. Mm. But he was just and because just a nice bloke. I had to say to him like, you started Reebok and you just sat there. Just a nice bloke came there with his missus. 
and sweet as anything, nice guy. And I thought, that's how you do it, man. Mm. He doesn't care about social media, which to, I know I understand that nowadays that's a flaw. It's not quirky. Oh, great. It is a flaw. You, that's the world you live in now. Tough shit. Mm. But it's just, it's nice to be, they've got that energy around them. No, I've just, I want to do my thing. And so you've got a podcast. Yeah, we're doing production now. Well, as of last week. And you've got two people here who claim to know quite a lot about podcasting. Yeah. Got any questions for us? There's too many. I just dropped Too many? Too many. I just uh, offered up your uh, brain. No, because this, if I see, I've I've seen what you've been doing probably for about six months. I've seen things and I just keep an eye on what, because I I like what you are, which means I like the the way you communicate, Mm. which is why, because of dyslexia and things like that, or it's why I have to meet people because I can't Uh do things over line. So I could ask you a thousand questions. You're actually too far ahead of me to get, because my thing is, I will only do things I like, like we design other guys' podcasts. I have to meet you first. It's mm. not about who you are or how many followers you got. I want to like you because when I don't want to do any work. Mm. So when we come to do things, I don't want people that feel like it's work to them. Mm-hmm. I want you to do a podcast and you're enjoying. If you have to start overanalyzing it, somebody else will do all that. I just want to talk to people that I like. Mm. So when I speak like this, I could have asked you questions. Mm. People offer me advice online and I have to say no, sorry, because I can't. I, I, I can't work like that. It does mm. my, so I have to sit there and talk to you and see how you can see how much somebody knows something or if it's just trendy that they're just on a trend mm. or if they actually know things. It's to do with how well, we produce very different podcasts. I think we work with different types of you people. Think? Did you work in what way? What well, I, I work with sort of independent. What do you actually do? What do I do? Yeah. I don't know. My mum asks me yeah. this. My mum stopped asking. Uh, did she? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't knock on the bedroom ago. door anymore. Well, like, just, <laughs> the, the kind of um, the celebrity-led podcast, if you had some good hyper like Ross Kemp and stuff like that. That's yeah. Oh, great, God, I just tried to get in contact with him recently. How strange is that? There you go. Is he in? Um, that's so strange. Whereas I think I work more with people, I specialise with people that don't think they can be a content creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd like to, but they just don't. I don't, I don't know how to talk into a microphone. Um, I don't know what the tech setup. What, how often do I publish? What do I say? How do I identify my audience? And I work with sort of small brands and businesses to identify that. Whereas I think you are more of the slightly different, to that slightly thing. different. Yeah. So I started a production. Well, I actually had a studio in old street and then, uh, which we were doing mark, basically marketing work. And then I set it up a bit like this so that we could make content for ourselves. And it was in a co-working space and people would walk around and go, Oh, could we borrow that for an hour? Mm. And it turned into a studio. We made loads of stuff. I had previously worked in sports documentary television. So I knew lots of sports people and agents and stuff. Mm. So had some contacts from that, that helped us make some high profile stuff, uh, whatever. Then we discovered that podcast production is a nicest way possible to everyone here it's a complete mugs game like the problem with podcasting it as a not the problem one of the challenges of podcasting is this right 99 percent of the industry is hobbyists so 99 percent of the money goes to fewer than one percent of creators so that means that most people are trying to create something from nothing from a production or business perspective, it's really hard to make money out of no money. So, right? <laughs> so what ends up happening is, and 93% of people give up after seven episodes yeah. for one of three reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that makes uh, 
means there's quite a lot of churn down the bottom and people think it's low barrier to entry. I can just sit here, talk. It's fine. If I think it's interesting, someone else must think it's interesting, which obviously isn't true. Uh, so you end up with loads of people down one end and then an elite few at the top because they're taking the money yeah. and nothing in the middle. Mm. So we tried the making money out of no money thing. Like how do you make someone, how do you help someone make podcasts for a hundred quid, 200 quid, whatever. It's just, there's, that's not a business. Like, if you want to pay people for their skill, you know, like a good podcast editor wants to earn 50,000 pound a year. Cause it's a skill, you know, like that's what they cost. And you can't make that on hundred pound here, 200 pound there, because the time it takes to post produce and edit and blah, blah, blah. Even if you're doing the most basic thing, it's just still too slow. So we ended up making shows like imagine during COVID studio wasn't quite as busy anymore for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we ended up making shows for the, elite 1% if you want to look at it that way right where there's actually money so Mm. our work comes from the likes of like Sony or Spotify whoever it might be and then we realized that there was an opportunity to take so what you do is essentially uh the education at the the beginning so like I want to start a podcast Mm. and that is so there's so much of that work but there's also so many people doing it what we realized was, also, what I realized was an opportunity to take someone who's got a podcast already. So basically like they've learned to ride the bike, but now they want to be better at it. Like, what am I doing wrong? What could I learn? What, you know, what are the secrets that you know from doing this all day, every day? What are the secrets, you know, from making shows that get millions of downloads an episode that I can, you know, that would help me. And so found a way to democratize that knowledge, basically. What's, um, what's Ross Kemp's uh, podcast about? It was... But he's a busy man. Right. Hmm. Uh, He basically spoke to people about their toughest moments. So I think a really important thing about podcasts is you find a topic to talk about that is unique to you. So why, what is a unique lens through which you see something that makes you relevant to talk about that topic? Because if you're not, then someone else could replace you. And you know, the reality of a podcast is that people are turning up for the host and not the guest. Mm. Next week, tomorrow, whenever you make the next step, we won't be here, but you still will. So your listeners have a relationship with you, not with us. Mm. The go-to is, uh, you know, I get pitched podcasts on a regular basis, obviously. What I hear is, oh, I want to start a podcast. And then what follows is a list of names that their ego is proudest of knowing. I'm like, cool story, bro. (laughs) But, you know, we're making a podcast at the moment that's got the Dalai Lama and Leonardo DiCaprio and Michelle Obama on it. So your list of people is no better than that list of people is no, whatever. That's Mm. not the point. The point is people want to become a, we live in a world of influence. Like Mm. you follow, you know, you like, you follow people. And so it's all about who you are and the lens through which you see something and the story that you can tell. Mm. And so I guess, you know, it's all about the building blocks of how you build that, relationship and engagement with your community i don't know because a couple of people i've met that i've had to turn down because when they're not where they said like i don't know how you do this they say i want a podcast but i don't know what about i'm thinking yeah it's the wrong reason it's not like going to coachella it's not like getting ticket to glastonbury mm-hmm. like or they'll say an idea one. and i'm not being personal to people that might be listening but they'll say an idea go well that's two shows and what about the ongoing show? Mm. And you have to go, I can't, I know where this ends. I'm not grabbing at money. So I know where this ends. It's too much hard work yeah. if you haven't got an idea. We'll start with long why, time. why, Always what's the, why. the point of this? Why, 
Why do you want to do this? Honestly, Where's this going? I think it's something to do with fame. It's that's it. it comes down that. I just want to have a. But podcast. everyone has a everyone has a different answer to that question. Mm. But I think there's all successful content has four fundamental things. My business is called Cult Media, and it, it's there's the charismatic leader, the host that's always present. Without that lead anchor, like people won't have an affinity, and then you need devout followers. You need people that are going to make the effort to show up. Whether that's 10 people or 10,000 people is irrelevant. 10 is good as long as they're committed and their consumption rate is high. Then you need a shared belief system. If you sit on your podcast and you F and Jeff and you're political and you've got all these things going on, the people watching you resonate. They have that shared belief. And then the fourth thing is ritual. Now you talked about the impulsive and stuff like that. Their whole show, their style, that's their ritual the way they act, the way they behave. And this influences, you know, generations going down and you go through social media and say, oh, you're influencing people. But that's the four principles. Without the rituals, the shared beliefs, the followers and the charismatic leader, you, your content doesn't, won't have the strength to grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, and then that comes back to the know, understand, like, and trust, which is the K-U-L-T of my business. Yeah. I've definitely overthought it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you, if someone, you need to know me, you can't follow me if you don't know me. You need to understand what I'm doing. Otherwise, you just yeah. think it's gobbledygook. You need to like me. I came back to that charismatic thing, the followers. You need to trust me. You need to trust I'll be there. And there's this commitment. I think we had the same experience with the sort of hobbyists showing up, being like, I've got 40 pounds. What can I get? You go, okay, um, not, no, not much. <laughs> but go out there and make content. Yeah. Because without yeah. those hobbyists, the market doesn't exist like it does. The old school yeah. sort of RSS brigade that were out there spending hours working out how to embed MP3s. Mm -hmm. We needed them. We, they were pioneers, like radio pioneers. Someone sat there in their room with a ham radio talking to a truck of 55 miles away. That was radio contact. and CB radio. CB radio and stuff like that. And the same thing, it's, it's evolved. You, you need those hobbyists yeah. to make it look buoyant. Yeah. You go to the homepage of our website. Um, Onefineplay.com. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it opens with... It just says, it's not a podcast, it's, and then the word changes and it's like, it's your purpose, it's your mission, it's yeah. your like business, it's your brand, it's your platform, it's all these different things. It's like, people get too bogged down. Like I was saying to you earlier, idea first, platform second. It's just one of many distribution platforms for ideas. Yeah. And yeah, it's... You said you, you did a podcast, Neurodiversity. Was that you specifically, or you mean you, you were doing one that was... Well, we make a podcast on... But I mean, are you a host on it? Or well, just, it's, funny it's, you should, it's funny you should ask that question. <laughs> um, the actual answer to that question is, yeah, I'm a co-host, but not really. I don't have a podcast. I'm not that silly. I, um, but for the neurodiversity podcast we make, which is called The Invisible Gift, in which the host who has dyslexia talks to other people about uh, how dyslexia has allowed them to achieve more in life. Like all the other dyslexia podcasts and neurodiversity podcasts we looked at were all about, they will kind of soapbox about government and school and the negative side. So we're like, okay, Struggle. no one wants to listen to that. Yeah. We made another show called Fear Itself and it was really great, but people don't really like the negative thing for too mm -hmm. long. And anyway... It has to uh, be an up, there has to be an upbeat snitz to the. You there know has to I mean? be, yeah, there has to be, to be some kind of yeah, overcoming adversity <laughs> rather than <laughs> no, adversity exactly. beating you down. Um, so we yeah. found phenomenal number of people who have used diversity, used uh, some form of neurodiversity for good, hmm. or to you know, there are so many people with it. From you know, the obvious people people talk about are like Richard Branson and Theopathetus. Hmm. Uh, anyway, we record the intros and outros and signposts and 
ad reads and all that stuff afterwards. And then it goes in, you know, they record the episode. Then we go into post, do editorial, write scripts, record that. But obviously Andrew, the host really struggled to read the right, scripts yeah. because of his yeah. um, dyslexia. So I became the co-host. So we now do this like producer host combo where I basically read what the notes are and we just chat at the beginning of an episode and it gets bolted on. So yeah, technically I am the co-host. You interview people on the deer? Uh, he does, yeah. Oh, he's, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, about six months ago, because I'm constantly, since I knew I was dyslexic and it's bad, it's, it's I can't tell people how bad it is. I have to pretend it's not as bad as it is. <laughs> but um, I just the other, because I'm constantly, is it colour this? Is it that room? Is it when I'm doing this? Is it the, the, trying to find the weakness in it? And it was only eight months ago, because I, it's hard to explain to people that when I read, there's like a stress. I, it's like mm-hmm. carrying a heavy weight when I try and read. And then you've got other stuff going on. Which, but and something happened the other day where I was marking down, uh, the other month, I was marking down numbers, you know, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. And... And it's never happened before. I just thought, let me do it the other way. And I did it backwards, like from right to left. Mm. And the stress wasn't there. It's the first time I didn't feel stress when I was jotting down something on paper. And I thought, oh, wow. Having so, made this show for however many episodes, this stuff wouldn't surprise me. Mm, well, I mean, like the, the stories like that wouldn't surprise me. That's, the show is full of people's mechanisms for coping yeah. with, and they're and they're all different yeah, yeah and they yeah. all have managed to achieve amazingly different things but like from a production perspective it's a tricky thing you ask a dyslexic you know to email a dyslexic person about where it is what time it is the number of times like they don't know our names they don't know they get the days wrong the times wrong because it One does all kinds of things in my life is having to do things over email initially and i run them through spell check and then on i have to read something four times coldly Yep. to make sure there's nothing wrong and I've used a spell check. And then even then, when they email me back and I see the message before, I'll notice a spelling mistake and I'll go, even the even, spe- even the spelling but didn't pick I it up. I sent someone an email about having a hard dick and <laughs> they didn't receive the hard dick. Was that the typo? What did it you was, mean? It was supposed to be hard disk, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. And, and everyone on that chain just yeah. replied like, wow, this is yeah, hysterical. I, oh, like, oh, I am just no. at the bottom, which I hate doing. But right. like, you should have just doubled down at that point. No, I had, I, had pre- I had a producer who is short in stature and I said, uh, see you shorty. Oh, but no. I, went, I wanted shorty and spell check won't get that. I think lots of people sure, have yeah. more than one neurodiversity as well. So you meet oh, lots yeah, yeah, of people yeah. with dyslexia and ADHD or elements of ADHD. Or Somebody just said to me recently, she said, you do know you've got ADHD. And I was like, why that? Because I never really looked in. She said, because you do the thing there, there. And I said, well, ain't that normal? She said, no. She said, that's a thing that you do. And I thought, I said, to, I literally, I said, I said, I'm not having two. One's hmm. enough for me that I'm not going on about carry two but things, some of the yeah. stuff people have achieved with it it's just phenomenal well it's that when they spoke to Stephen Fry about his uh, depression his mania uh, mania, and they said would you remove it and he went no and I genuinely think if it's the biggest burden of my life is the dyslexia but would have no because I wouldn't have done everything else there's mm. no way it would have happened well that's the thing is you're, you're, you're asking can I delete certain portions of my yeah. personality and it, well it's kind of and if you've done something mm. if you yeah, haven't then you know that's that's ultimately changing you know really big facets of who you are so. one of our um, clients which is my, kind of like my friend is the Duchess of Rutland she lives in a 360 room castle in near Northampton in Rutland obviously um, called Beaver Castle and she's dyslexic and uh, she's amazing, kind of, you know, quirky as a, as you'd expect yeah. a duchess to be. And she, her podcast is where she goes to visit the female 
um, custodians of other stately homes around the UK. So other women like her and talks to them about the past, present, future of the house, the role of the women over the time in that property, what it's been like, blah, 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 blah. Because you marry in, women marry in, because we have... Uh, the houses get passed from man to man to man. Yeah. And so a word that comes up a lot is lineage. Mm. And she cannot and won't, will not say, she says lineage. And this show is getting hundreds of thousands of downloads, hundreds of thousands of downloads. And she says lineage every time. And it comes up maybe five times an episode. And for the first, I don't know, six or seven episodes of the beginning, we were like, oh, it's, it's lineage. <laughs> now we just leave it. Like, and she kind of embraces it in the way you're saying, because well, like- her brain cannot... She even knows it's wrong, but her yeah. brain just can't do anything about it. Two, three weeks ago, I was writing, what was I writing down? I was writing something down and I was actually embarrassed for myself that I wrote it down, <laughs> realised I'd done it wrong, yeah. wrote it again, yeah. did the same mistake, took a breath, wrote it, it still came out wrong. And I was embarrassed for myself, sat and going, this is so more... I think you just have to stuff. embrace it now. It's a waste like, of time well, being the, embarrassed the, by it, isn't the it? The lady like, that yeah. does our, um, the, the etiquette for the magazine, mm. Emma... When, when we did an interview for the show, the, so the name's Violucci magazine. And um, she just said, Via Lucci. And I said, they said, oh, we got, I said, no, leave it in. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 my, my own handwriting now has become unlegible to me. And like, I just look back now, sometimes the notes, and I'm like, that's just Even swiggles. doctors are embarrassed by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact you're even, like, writing, it down the fact you're even writing anything, let's, I get a pen in my hand. I'm like, oh, I've, Remember this. The muscle, right. the muscle memory yeah, goes weird. Yeah. Yeah. knuckled yeah. I put this through. And that, that might be a thing because I'm not used. I'm, I, I do my mm. notes on the uh, on the right. old, uh, you know. Pizza do they still do joined up writing at school? Do you know any kids? Is that a thing? I don't talk to That's gone. Kids. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen that anywhere. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. No, you don't have anything to do with kids. No, nah, I try to avoid them. They're annoying. Well, especially nowadays, you'll be careful. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I don't know if that's because I knew I know a guy um, about six months ago. He was writing a note and I had to say to somebody, wow, look at that handwriting. And he was like 80. But it was like a piece of art. Mm. Just jot some stuff. And it was like beautiful. I thought, oh, I wish I could do that. That's like a, that's a proper thing. But it is when everything goes one way, suddenly things that were normal, if you do it that way, that becomes the thing that stands out by mm. doing something normally. So I don't even know if that exists still with teaching handwriting. It's actually school. funny. In um, business planning and in brainstorming, I'm so much more effective if I write with a pen than if I type. In what way? There are, yeah, there are some. Mine, I actually have this like secret layer before say what like my team see or other people team where I've got a pad on my desk underneath my keyboard and I've written all the stuff down there yeah. and then you know that that is that is really weird because yeah there is I think you write notes differently and you uh-huh. interpret things differently from your brain especially brainstorming where you're just sort of stream of consciousness or just come, you know coming up with ideas or I just free writing if you're trying to do like a thing with lines coming off it the complexity of actually yeah, making right, that happen yeah, on a yeah. screen involves a logical level of thinking yeah. to use the application that Which stops takes away the, the brain power. It's a bit yeah. more fiddly, isn't it? Yeah, you have to do a few more steps. And if you have as many shit ideas as I do, you know, There's it's a lot of lines. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow process. We, t- we just turn the page, don't you, and just go, right? Yeah. People still look Next. at me funny when I bring a pad out because I can't, do, I don't, I've never written anything on a laptop. I, 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 I literally have to write everything on a pad and they still look at you like you're a bit something wrong with it where they get their laptop out and you go, oh, for fuck love. Well, like, I look like, like an ape. You're getting like a quill, you're getting like a, <laughs> a feather that. and just like, you know, <laughs> Wax steel yeah, thing. I'm intrigued to know when this sponsor mention is coming. Yeah, how are you going to shoot? I was going to leave it right end? to the end. I didn't want to stop the the. Um, uh, oh, okay. Was that your? Well, no, we've still got ten minutes. You're not getting away that early. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just. I just wondered. You know. No, no. Because if I don't do it at the beginning of the end, 
Oh, I won't do it. So anyway, well, so that, yeah, leap to the end. That's, that's why I want to get statement. out of the way at the beginning because I'll forget, which I've done before. Anyway, um, you talking about health and drinks and things like that. You were triathlon. Yeah. Did you recently in- injure yourself or was that old? No, no, that was last Saturday. Oh, oh it was recent. So, Triathlons, uh, talk to me. What's the, what's... So I'm training for Ironman Barcelona. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So Good one. Uh yeah, which is in October. You had trained for it. No, I am. I am training. Wait, was it on the day you got the injury? I'm training for Ironman in Barcelona in October, yeah. and as part of that, we did Ironman half Ironman Mallorca last Saturday. Oh, right, okay. So 1900 meter swim, 90k bike, half marathon. K bike. So I left the start line, ran into the water with about four seconds, and sort of just no. like the water and. and in the sand, my right foot went down and it kind of, yeah, and I was like, oh, that really hurts. Yeah. I wonder what's happened. But you can't really turn around because there's five people coming every 10 seconds. Plus, I'm not really that kind of person. So I swam off and uh, about halfway through the swim, I was like, oh, it doesn't hurt so much anymore. Maybe I'm going to be okay, you know? Always suspicious. Like yeah. And then I got out like, of the swim and you have to run to get your bike. And I was like, oh, yes, not as good as I was hoping. And um, is anyway, I carried on, did the bike. And was like, well, you know, the bike will be right because your foot's in a fixed position. Yeah. Got through that. I was like, the run could be spicy, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, I got the run done and now I'm just paying for it. Oh, are you still in, are you in pain? Uh, you uh, well, off it. Just got a good walk for a bit. Um, yeah, we're just trying to be... The hardest bit is not using it, not being able to use it. Yeah, and I want to get back to training and do more stuff, so... Well, mm. talking to psych, I've got, a, from my horrendous background, I've got a fun... I was once on a bike I found. So this is like homeless days mm. when I, I found a bike and... Um, okay. Yeah, we all well, ran away. He was just finding bikes. He was riding around looking for the owner. <laughs> no, no, <I> was just, <laughs> but also doing. But it didn't jobs. seem weird. Yeah. It was like, well, there's a bike, but it only had one pedal on one side. Okay, and you still decided this was... Yeah, nothing normal. It was something more take. than nothing. Something more than nothing. So I got on it, and I had to cycle somewhere, and I realised I couldn't cycle without the other one because you need one to push down. Yeah. So because I was so smart and highly educated at school, mm. I took the shoelace off of one and tied my foot to the other one, right? Hadn't thought any problems yet okay. until I was cycling, and then a car came, and I had to put my foot down, and I tried to lift my foot... <laughs> And it was attached to the thing. And the whole fucking bike went over. And as I hit the floor, I thought, oh, right, yeah. I can't take my foot off the pedal because I've tied it to the bloody thing. Just one of them. I constantly... Those shoes, you know the shoes that clip into the pedals? No, this is old. This is like 25. I mean, like, like now you have those. Oh, right. Yeah, your, your feet... Click in. Clip into the pedals. Oh, I don't know. Well, you, you learn to ride with those at, at whatever point you learn. And everyone goes through that same process oh, of forgetting to unclip forget their feet right. faster. You do it once, right. and then you always remember. I feel a that. little bit better. I don't feel as embarrassed. But I like to throw the stories out. Just imagine you lying on the side of the road. It was a, at night. A bike time, over a you, lane. slowly trying to drag yourself into a ditch. But it was, like, it was the immediacy of like, why did I not think that that was obviously? How, what was I thinking? Yeah. Have you ever got one of those e-scooters? I got one. No, I got one yesterday for the first time because. I had to get from yeah. where I was to where I needed to be. Obviously, that's why you do it. <laughs> yes. yeah. travel somewhere. But I was about to say where I, I was about to declare where I lived, and I just thought, oh, no. yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, I reckon it's quite easy to injure yourself on one of those. I know a guy broke ribs. He uh, hit a lamppost. It only does 12Ks an hour, yeah. but 
you know. They zip. Like, you see them when the motor how kicks in. The and they're coming towards you, though. Yeah, I know. Like, doesn't matter how slow you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. riding with my dodgy ankle last night thinking, yeah, I can yeah, could oh, really don't hurt let myself. It in. Don't let it <laughs> in. You can do some real damage yeah. on these. You're like, wow. I wonder how many times bike? I have yeah. to ride this till I end up in hospital. <laughs> I saw the one wheel thing. There was a guy on one wheel in Tesco's going up and down the aisle. And once I saw that, it put me off people that have those sort of things forever. Because the thing, I've told, said this before, you're held in by your experiences. I know you think you're you, but you're held in by things that are going around you. And when you start using wheels all the time, you're going to have a jet, you'll start my mate, your legs. My mate built one. This was like years ago before e scooters and any of that nonsense. Yeah. And he just fitted a motor to a skateboard. And then it sort of cut in, like, you, you go a certain speed and then the motor would cut oh, in right, yeah. and it would go like, I think the it, I think it was off a bicycle. So it could go like 24 miles an hour. Hell. And it was ridiculous because he'd be like skateboarding. He did this when he was like 19 or 20 or something. And he'd be skateboarding and then the motor would kick in. It would go like, and like he would fall off like every 10 meters. <laughs> and he did this like every day for like two years. It was just, and he'd just fall off and crack his head like no you've got to walk you've got to use your legs otherwise you're just going to wither away They've got, I'm, I'm glad they don't see those uni wheels or whatever they're called so much because you've seen them everywhere and older people using them as well which i thought well you've got to keep your legs in use i did see an old man with wheelies and that was uh, i have to say though creepy. so like quick like there's one right around the corner from my house you cost like two quid to get for 15 minutes Faster than the bus, cheaper than the bus. Yeah, that's, outdoors, that's what scares me. Like, if I got I'd on one, I'd, do it all I'd love it. Mm. I'd love it. And I'm scared of loving it because I know yeah. it works. It works on every app. But then uh, I, the, the, so the uh, first yeah. one at not, like was last night about 11 o'clock. Um, and I was like, okay, hardly anyone's around. If I fall off, no one's going to notice. <laughs> like, and also, I wonder how much of a knob I look riding this. Right, thing. let me go like, to the glass. Test window. it out. You're going to yeah. test it out. Just see it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, yeah. how, where do they charge? Do you drop them off at charge points? I don't understand how it gets charged, but... Is it some, what do you call it? It's just like a, it's like, um, just in a parking bay, basically. But I don't they know how they sun, what the Yeah, maybe they are solar. But that's a I lot of power know. to... I don't know how it works. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not that trendy. They I, just not... appeared, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They were just there one day. And mm-hmm. like, Wasn't that a okay. South Park episode? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. Like it was literally your, like that. You do have to put your driving license in. Oh, there's a keyboard. Oh, you have to have a driver. No, you like have to, have to download the app and then put your no, driving license in, whatever. Like, is that because you have to be on the roads or whatever? And they're technically, yeah, I uh, think so. They'd like to that you've been on the road before, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going to, I've said this, they're trying to get everybody on bikes, but the government will not lose money. So the second there's enough people on bikes, they'll hmm. start off with a quid. You pay tax, quid, then it'd be insurance, blah, blah, blah. And then just skip ahead, like I keep saying, skip ahead the 20 years and you're paying 50, 60 quid for your tax. It's the same. Then, and the parking spaces for each bike will be the same amount of money. Fine. If for only bikes. it was like the Netherlands, where life is much more sort of sensible and uh, people knit less stuff there. But I'm talking about cycle lanes here, but like okay, so yeah. the cycle lanes, the whole city, okay, like yeah, yeah. all the cities designed Why for that. Why did we talk genius. about Netherlands the other week? Because uh, it's just an awesome place. No, we was talking, was it the drug something something? Yeah, that? they're banning tourists. What do you mean they're banning tourists? That you have to have a residency, you have to have proof of residency. What, to go to Holland? Uh, no. To go to Holland, to, to go, go to, to the, the cafes. Shops. Oh, you have to live there to go into the coffee yeah. shops because of the... Yeah. Well, they just don't want drug tourism because it's oh. terrible. If you've well, ever who... been to the red light district of a Saturday night, it is like a war zone. And I'm not really? kidding. There's helicopters hanging overhead. Oh, There's God. riot police lining up the sides. It is... Who's it's... the British mayor, the uh, London mayor? Uh, Sadiq Khan. Yeah, I just uh, listened to an interview. He's in New York now 
learning about the drugs thing, how they did it and how they implemented it. Like he's over there thinking, does this work? Like he's literally there now figuring out yeah, how do you implement it over here. He's, he's sort of uh, banging the gong on sort of uh, legalising, well, not even to decriminalise, but actually legalising cannabis. And he's talking about how London, uh, it, the possibility of uh, having sort of legalised dispensaries in London. Yeah. I think this is as close to the Joe Rogan experience as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> I think so. We've arrived, We've arrived, mate. We've arrived. We've well, yeah, we've we made we've it. about DMT. I haven't touched my mic enough. I need to touch my mic <laughs> yeah, more. That's yeah. what they do on Joe Rogan. I don't know why I don't like his show. Well, I say there's a lot of shows I don't like. I'll tell you, Joe Rogan, I, I listened like. to his first show when it first, first came out and the audio quality was so bad that yeah, I, I didn't go back yeah. for a very, very long time. And now they're so long that he had nobody got time for that. So I have a sponsor. I remember him saying they had to get rid of it because like you couldn't get guests because they had to, it was like a vibrator or something. Yeah. And when he started, it was just to... like outside the gym. Yeah. That was, just yeah, yeah, come yeah. out of the gym. Yeah. And you he can is phenomenal. Like whether you like him or hate him, like his content or whatever, he's phenomenally good at his job. Mm. Yeah. Like it's, nice it's, it's a nice impartiality, but. And there's only a couple warms. of people that run the whole thing, aren't they? He's got the other fella. And I think there's one person behind the scenes. There's always a producer. Yeah. 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 yeah but there's, I mean, that's it for what you've got. That's but, why I like podcasts. No hassle. I, I suppose that's, that, that's all it's but most. You say no hassle, but I imagine you've created some podcasts that have been absolute hassle. It's no, a, it's a, a piece thing. of string, isn't it? I do work. You know, he spends all day with his guests. Like they arrive at the studio, he shows them around, he tends to do an activity with them, then they'll do the recording, then yeah, they go he, for dinner. He goes for dinner and things yeah. like that, yeah. That's, that's clever, yeah. No, I, I, Make a day of it, makes sense, doesn't it? You think you'd lose a lot though, because the young to dart around conversation, surely. I wouldn't know what the... I don't, I'm sure you don't need to relax them. I mean, most of them are celebrities. Well, I don't know what the payoff is. Unless it's just socially, he likes to do it. That I don't might. know. I ran a studio for a year and the number of people that you meet and they would arrive and you'd be like, I thought, and famous people, like lots of people, right? Mm. And you'd be like, I thought this person was going to be all right, but they seem really uptight. And then the thing ends and they're like the nicest people ever. It's still like the nerves of appearing on a show and it gets round that. Like you've actually got a few things in common. You get a, a bit of rapport going yeah. and, you Makes know, so much relax. Difference. Yeah, people do yeah. relax. People... I suppose that's why we do on pretty much every show, we'll do like a half hour call and then decide if we want that person on the show yeah. and get to know them in advance mm. of something. So then, you know, I guess You've done a couple work. of early shows and the, the guests that you think, I can't want, well, was passed away, but I was someone to say anything. But I was like, oh my God, immediately. Yeah, honestly, it's years ago, but he passed away years ago. But I don't want to oh, say he is. No, it's no, not I'm not going to say that's what I'm saying. Either. But like, you'd, think, just... you'd think he'd know. And then I just, it was like a wall of like wallop. Oh my God, this is going to be hard. <laughs> like, mm. I was thinking, is he annoyed about something? It's all about the circuit. <laughs> so my background's television. I've been, you know, doing documentaries and TV for 15 years. I feel and- like. I feel like we, we've got Probably similar worked. stories. Yeah, we would have <laughs> in the same space very closely yeah. and we've come away from TV and gone into <laughs> podcasting. But you would get warnings by producers and they'd be like, just this guy's coming in, he's going to be hard work. Yeah. Like, just, you know, it's going to be a tough session. And they'd come in and if you charm and disarm and just be nice and ask them about what is going on in their day to the point that they've got there, they normally open up and you can just get a better read I've had people storm out on me. I've really? had, I've had people like swear at me, and it wasn't me. They just had other things going on, and they needed to be at Capital FM for something in twenty minutes, and they were stressed that they got the line wrong. It's not me getting it wrong. They yeah. just you just put people at ease by Ross Kemp interviewed a woman whose name escapes me, who's the longest serving female prisoner in the UK ever. She did nineteen years for killing her husband. Wow, and. Uh, was inside with Myra Hindley and Rose so she's West. Out and now. She's out now, but yeah. she was in with Myra Hindley, Rose West, and all these people. And she brought her mate that had been her best mate, who she'd spent 14 years inside with. And 
I mean, mildly intimidating. But um, yeah, she was like hard. Like you'd think she was amazing, had all these stories, but in her head, it looks so different than it does in your head and actually getting that person to relax. Yeah. And I mean, one of the reasons that some content goes on and on and on is they don't actually open up till an hour into the chat. That's what I said last week about that. We've got to do over an hour because they don't, no matter what you say to people, they just, especially when you say you're unedited, mm. I've had people not want to do it. I was like, well, you're not going to, you're not racist. What's the problem? Mm. But they're just so panicked when my agent needs to go, but you're just a human being. I can't deal with that. Like, mm. I can't but that's talk. the nature of the beast, isn't it? We, we, we had a phone call a couple of weeks ago and I said, because you said, I'm not all, I'm not for editing. I don't think there's any point yeah. editing. And I said, I've got clients that wouldn't produce content if they yeah. didn't have post-production. Yeah, like, they not. need post-production to curate their yeah, message. Yeah, it's actually when I spoke to you, mm. it changed my mind. Mm. Why didn't you edit? Can't be bothered. It's too much work. What? I'm not can doing I ask this as work. Question? I'm not doing it as work. Well. This is for me. Can this... I ask, can we do some quick fire questions? Yeah, I mean, Here we go. as long as go you're all right. Why, yeah. why do you have to... What was the reason for it finishing in an hour? Uh, what, specifically? Yeah. Um, Is that that's, to do with our time? Or? Yeah, because I'd, we'd, I'd go on for two hours. Half the time we have to cut it short, mm. because, but I want to know everything about people because uh, I, I was lived in a world where I didn't know anyone. Mm. So I'm obsessed with knowing why you're you and why you think the way you do. Why are you making the show? It's for people I want to meet. Okay, so it's That's essentially it. for you, people yeah. that you want to... Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why I haven't promoted anything for, at the moment because it wasn't right and I didn't know if it was going to work. It wasn't a business until like this week. Um, but it's only ever been people I want to meet and if anyone listens to it. Because again, you, the, the, half my life was in a hole of nothing. So I'm still like, wow, people and talking and getting to I'm obs- like when I, it's like when I listen to audio book and I think Jesus Christ that's a whole person's life mm. that's just being given to you everything that human beings learn mm. so I'm still amazed by people but it's why I have to like people before I meet them I have to like what they're doing and so I, to, I want to be around people I can what, learn from what will your exit plan be? there's no exit plan this okay. is it why do you bother getting people in here and doing this rather than just meeting because we could just be down the pub having a pint and if you mm. call me up and said hey mate I'd love to get to know you. Can we go for a beer or a yeah, coffee? I'd no, go, yeah, right. Yeah, no, there's reasons. So we did, we've done this at various smaller places, mm. but I'm doing something bigger in a couple of years, which is this is really part of the investment pack that I have to show at the end of the year. As is this part of your making London the centre of Well, it is. Podcasting. Nobody on this planet benefited from audio and it's as important to audio as me. That is it. There's no, story, there's no other human being that went from no, nothing, not being able to read, to putting the magazine together, the, the pilot, the filming, everything I ever learned came through audio. Without audio, I'm still homeless and can't read. Mm-hmm. So that's how important it is. So we've got the academy. We're going to train people, getting the government to pay us to train people. We're going to have – I shouldn't mention all the stuff we're going to do because mm. we have to be a leader in what mm. we're doing. So there's a lot of various things I've pulled together to put into podcasting. So this is you for. learning by doing. Yeah, and I'm promoting it. But it, I'm at that point now where it has to become a business – which is why there's a thing now that you've done what you, you've, it works. Mm. Now you've got to do that other thing. What works? Just the fact of getting people in and having people in interesting conversations. Because it might not have worked. That's why I never promote anything. Because I don't like people talking about things they're going to do in the future. What was the determinant for success to be classed as it worked? Firstly, I had to have a regular show where I can meet people that I liked. That okay. was, if that, that works, then I can talk about it then. Because okay. I'm no expert, I can just do it. Then... Because it ha- it's so important to me, and I think education is going to completely change in the future. Education of what? 
everything, how people learn audio. It's not going to be people sat in a, a room just with books. Some uh -huh. people will learn through audio uh -huh. or just hands-on stuff. And you just teach the book thing as the background because mm. you need that. Uh -huh. But um, that's it's important to me. I want to change the way – because I'm half it's being pissed off mm. of the schooling I had to have, which was shit. It, nothing happened. They did nothing. Mm. And the, we live in the Victoria still where we get all these personalities of children and cram them in a room. Like now, we still do that now. But eventually we're going to have to go, no, at that age they go there, at that age they go there. Not stuck there, but let's see how things go. Because I learned from people that worked at the Montessori schools, mm -hmm. which is, you know, you bring the educate, educatus, you know, to bring from within. Mm. And you go, no, you watch them and see where they go. As much as what a pain in the ass that is, mm. tough shit. Because you, you're, you're ruining lives by just yeah. crushing everybody into a room and hope to God that they come from good parenting because then they'll figure something out. If not, go to crime or something else. Mm. So audio is a massive thing. So it's going to be the future. And uh, so there has to be, I can't, I'm darting around things we're going to do. But um, then we have to do, it has to, podcasting to me has just started. Everything mm. to, as we sit here now is stage one. It's do you the think, first generation. Okay. It has to go to another thing, which is think? what we're going to do. Yeah. You, so do you think that podcasting is on the rise or do you think it's had its moment or is it still waiting to have its moment? In terms of what's actually happening business wise, it's, it's, it is its thing, but something has to leap from that to another thing, which is what we're going to try and do now. So it's not it's, a thing you sit and listen to. Yeah. All, all media formats evolve, don't they? I suppose. I don't know how much yeah, more evolution a, a podcast can do. Cause no, but it's going to change into an audio thing. format with a, in 10 years with a beginning and an end. So I mean, like, well, the word might change. You know, it well, might be some, it just, yeah. it needs well, to go. Audio, I think is, is, is where it's going to go. I think there's going to be a point where I think content is more the bigger picture. I don't well, think a brand or a business cannot have a platform, whether it be a website, a YouTube channel, a, a bit of audio, well, because people want to buy from people. People want to trust people. So if it's a faceless brand, you know, who is American Express? People trust in it over the years because of the evolution of that thing, that institution. But I might have a different bank appear, like your Monzo and your Starlings and stuff, where there were people at the front of it. And they were like, oh, here's all the things that you probably want. We've created a bank for you. And they created content around that. And there's blogs and there's engagement and they sponsored events that the right audience were at. The content is, is where it's going and how people consume and learn isn't necessarily audio or video or even textbooks. It's how that content is, it, whether that content is available or not is the, the real important matter. Um, well, what, I've, like, what I've implicitly picked up from you two that I've learned is um, I'm using casual terms to mean mm -hmm. a thing. It's very naive. But it's actually yeah. when you say that. So even when I'm saying podcast world, podcast building, mm. that could mean another thing. The word might get dropped. It might not be a I podcast. Think, it might be. Yeah, you I, mean, what I mean, you've yeah. been very kind to invite us here and, you know, whatever. So I don't want yeah. to condemn you too hard. But my takeaway for you would be to. Um, and I'm known for being pretty direct. Uh, my takeaway would be to uh, really go away and think about the the social purpose behind this story because you have a really my 2p on it is you have a really compelling story a really compelling reason a really good why mm. that i really like and buy into and i don't actually know anything we never met before mm. i turned up here as i know nothing about it i'm just trying to piece it together uh but podcast like but there's so many things you're fronting it with that just i mean 
you've got to go back to the roots of this and understand the real true purpose of what you're trying to fix because like this thing that we've just done that's not in my world that's not a podcast that's not going to make it as a podcast i like there's no i don't know what what's that that i'm struggling listener in mind isn't <laughs> like there? there's no yeah, yeah. this isn't a podcast there's no story there's no narrative there's no nothing like the not promoting it is like i, I don't I, i'm struggling with a lot of these things mm. but your core desire to help other people to learn through audio who like that stuff is great and i think focus on on that and what you can do what you can bring to those people because for example this would be an amazing twitter space mm. right this should be like i know you like meeting i was thinking about this in my head like you said earlier we like meeting people in person mm. and i think that's important and we haven't done that for a couple of years and twitter spaces doesn't let you do that but this could, would be an awesome Twitter spaces once a day for half an hour where people drop in or you get to know people or whatever. Um, for example, it's like, how can you use different... Matt talks about audio rather than podcasting. And I think that's the thing in your thing that you've got to look at is, I don't think you mean podcast. Mm. Well, this is a podcast. What, 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 I don't understand what you think, why it isn't a podcast. I think the content platform is distributed on, you would definitely class it as a podcast. But it's about how you utilize the podcasting platform. So we ignore the fact the technical side of things, RSS, where it goes out, where it's distributed. And we look at the fundamentals, like I said, well, who are the followers of this and why have they sat and listened to us for today? Yeah. And what, knowing their why they listened gives you power, basically, to do more of it or less of it or change it. Oh, listen, I, when I was putting the magazine together, 100 page magazine, all different mm. subjects, but I, I, I get this. I spoke to marketing people for 10 years. I genuinely don't care about the people that are listening, what, what, what we're doing. This is just for me, and I hope and that other people are going to yeah. listen. That is it. Everything I'm doing is what I think the future should be. Of where, I don't care I what it's, it's called. In which case, so therefore we all agree, because this, like, mm. that makes sense to me. Like, it's like a. I work on a working on a project at the moment. It's like a legacy thing. So he's making a podcast, but it's for him. He's got no, doesn't really care if anybody listens to it. He just wants to document something that happened that's yeah. important to him and leave it as legacy. Mm. Yeah, because right. my, my thing was to talk about my background. I want it to be okay to come from a shit background. And that's why I say stupid things like pulling off the bike. I refuse to be put on a pedestal because I've done a magazine, all these things. I want it mm -hmm. to be normal. I want it to look easy. It's why I don't edit things. I want you to see that maybe I swear a bit too much and maybe I didn't know things at the time and ask stupid questions. But we've had like, I'll have a priest on. No reason why. He hasn't got any social media because I just wanted to know what it's like to be a priest and how you start. Mm. That is it. It was only when it started to go well that I thought, oh, you can make money from this. But all we've got to do is pay the bills, pay people a good wage. And if something comes along, which it did, mm. but, so then we can go for major, major, major investment to do a bigger thing, so, pull the government in. So if I were to tell, if I were to leave here and tell someone else what this show is about, what, how should I describe it's it? It's an interview show. That's all it is. I've, I would, no agenda. How... Helps. But yeah, that's what's hard is you How always know need to, an agenda. But why do you think there needs to be an agenda? But why? an agenda can be a myriad of things. If we use um, Joe Rogan, for example. It's about him and his inquisite mind and, and what he's trying to... And his format and his style is the thing that you show up for. It can be yes, a myriad of different people, but you know that his approach will be X or Y. And, and, that, and he's going to try and get to certain reasonable outcomes with the research that's done prior. Uh, Would you listen to your own podcast? 
Yeah, I laugh my ass off at some of them. I try not to because it feels gauche when I do it. I actually feel embarrassed of myself. Yeah. But I listen back and think, yeah, that's a stupid question. And most people are more stupid than they pretend to be. What? So me asking stupid questions or asking boring questions, because mm. I always want to know how someone got there, mm. but I focus on the boring crap. What's another podcast that you listen to? <sighs> to be honest, it doesn't work because it's mostly science stuff. I'm still learning about Okay, it. but like... The BBC one. science ones, Australian okay, science what, one. The BBC science one, what's it about? Well, it's just a quick Q&As on science. That's it. It's so all boring. things to do with science. Yeah. 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 And the same, so you get the same host every week. Yeah. yeah. But then, but every episode is on, is Q&As well, around phone-ins. different stuff yeah. to do with science. Yeah. So at least then you know as a listener what to expect. Mm. Like every week is always going to be on the same kind of topic. So as a listener, you can decide, oh, I'm in a mood for something sciencey or something, you know, or something else or whatever. Mm. So I think that that, you know, it's a really. Well, I tell you, you know, do you see what I mean? You've jogged my brain because when I first, the first, my biggest education, single place of education mm. was the BBC archives. When I realised they exist, the designers that went back fifty years, that was like I can't believe you don't have to pay for this. And I loved what had happened is, it would, you'd have a scientist on, then you'd have a gardener. But mm. I was forced to listen because I liked the show, and what then I'd you... realised, wow, I learned something from a gardener which I would never go towards. And that's what I like whether we talk to people from the BBC or something, the Reebok fella or the priest. It's the nuance of where you learn the base. I always try to get to you where. See, the... I, think, I feel like say we, this was a say you came to me from a professional standpoint mm. in a roundabout way to simplify this. I would say to you, cool, you've got this content, get it, great. Now, what you've really if you want to actually make this work, bring value to other people and to yourself, what would be really good to do is to understand what connects all these things, right? So like what connects all the episodes together, that will give you a North star, right? Now that North star will be a thing that you can then, you can find words to articulate that as your purpose. In an ideal world, that would be connected to you because that brings you relevance to being here for every episode. So for example, you go, my, you know, I had a, tough start in life then i at the age of 30 audio brought me to uh be able to do a whole kind of you know into the next phase of my life so i'm going on a journey to speak to other people that can then be anybody Mm. to discover what it is in their lives that was the turning point that made i don't know do you see what i mean and now we've got this north star that connects all the conversations together yeah well why we 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 because then we, we do interviews, purpose. but I always make sure that the three hosts get together at least once a month because I think they'll follow us and then follow the interviews because they'll know I ask stupid questions about that I'm not embarrassed to ask about because, as I said, more people are they're more ignorant than people pretend, but I am the unbarrassed, ignorant mass. Mm. So I ask stupid questions. I want to know what was your the, the first job you ever had in, in the bakery before you become a BBC exec and what mm. was that like? And how, what were you embarrassed about? trying to make people normal so mm. it's okay because that's a great teaching tool make them take them off the pedestal but we'd have the hosts because then you, you it is like you said you, you follow the host and why the type of questions they ask which is why i force myself to make an embarrassment am i stupid because then it makes it okay for other people well i can do it if he did it because there's, not- there's an investment in the outcome so anyone will choose to read watch listen to something they're giving that investment of attention time focus that they do that with an outcome now the outcome could be i just want to laugh i'm going to listen to a comedy podcast or i want to be entertained i want to be educated with the science there is always everyone out there is making a conscious choice you've made a conscious choice to do this because your outcome is you want to get to know people and i think if you want people to invest into podcasting or the concept of 
you producing podcasts to make the world a better place through education via audio, you, you have to demonstrate that there are people showing up with the same outcomes in mind. Because especially if you're going to go down the, like, one of the things that we've sk- skirted over, mm. but you've mentioned a couple of times, is the whole idea of, like, the sponsor and it making or paying for itself, mm. right? So at the moment, I don't know how many downloads or listens or streams or whatever you're getting, but someone is supporting you, which is nearly always the case, right? And they're going, yeah, you're, you're doing this thing. They're starting up, you're starting up cool help each other but as it starts to grow then very quickly one of you either you get to a point where you understand the value of your audience or they get to the point where they're tracking their cpa or whatever and they'll start going cool how many listens do you get and is that a mid-roll or a pre-roll or a is it a 30 second ad a 60 second ad can i have a spot ad as well is it baked in is it dynamic is it do you know what i mean like and then before you know it you'll go oh you'll basically go you'll hit the problem that everyone has, which is you can get a sponsor and then there's this massive gap where you can't. You know, like massive gap where you can't, right? Like huge gap where you can't. And you're now, your production value will go up. Like, you know, it will all start to climb. You'll start to realize that you need to pay yourself, right? Like I charge my time out like a couple of thousand pounds an hour. Oh, wow, that's four grand just for us to sit here for this episode. Before we've done anything, we've got these awesome boys down the end. You know, like suddenly we need to make Right, it's getting complicated now. And then you've got, and then you'll get to a point where unedited doesn't work. No, yeah. You see what I mean? What I, and so then, so you've got to understand. So then your audience will become a pitch point at some point because monetization is directly linked to the value of the listeners. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Why I said that I'm now at the position where it's your thing that you like doing and it's now at that point it's worked. And I'm talking about as of last week. Mm. Forget the year to put yeah, together yeah. with all the coronavirus and all that. Mm. It was only as of last week that we took on our first show that I agreed to take on that show. And it's now, literally as you sat here, that it's now going, now it's a business. Because I've, I've got a marketing person who's been waiting for a year to market the thing, which I wouldn't do, and a PR person, which I spoke about. Mm. And I literally held him off. I said, I don't want to know the question. Don't tell me the thing because I don't even know the words you're using because mm. you're going to have to learn everything about what I'm doing and try and build something around that because I can't do these things. You're, I don't know. It's like another language I've got to learn. Right. And so I had to find the right person that going, okay, I get you. You're not a pain in the ass. I get what you're trying to do and I believe in where it's going. Mm. So I'll help you do this thing here. And I said, because I can't do it. You've got to do that thing. But it's literally as of now where it's now the business where it's go, okay, now it's a business. Now you've got to go this way because they're saying to me what about this what about the thing and I'm like, what are the, it's the outcomes about. isn't it you've yeah. got to answer what what are your it doesn't matter what the outcomes you say are yeah because i think everyone starts a business well, like, saying, i'm gonna make see, these ways you, you need and a they make different i haven't got one he said well you fucking need one well you see the yeah. solution to more you know one of the common misconceptions around podcasting is that more content makes things better yeah. right shut up dick face no it doesn't the best like take cereal Right, the podcast serial, 32 episodes, 30 episodes ever, 380 million downloads, mm. right? They didn't just keep making it into infinity. The number of people I know who go, oh yeah, well, I did two Instagram posts and I, we won't get into why that isn't a thing, but we did two Instagram posts and we get 74 listens and so we need to make some more episodes because that's going to help us grow. Mate, that isn't going to get you anywhere. Mm. 75% of your time should be spent marketing, Hard fact. Outcomes. So for every one hour you put into making content, you need to be putting three into marketing. Because this is only a game of marketing. That's all it is. The Mm. whole thing. So like 
that's what you need to, if you're moving into the production space or whatever, it's 75% about marketing. It's not about how this bit's easy. Look, this, this, your man over there. Yeah, this it. isn't the work. This no. isn't the work here. I mean, this is the work, you know, like when we make a, you know, like a, I don't know, a show for Sony, there's a team of 10 people work on it and they'll spend five days doing research and question writing mm. at a minimum. And then, you know, there's talent prep calls and there's all the other stuff. And then there's a week of editorial afterwards. But there's also, there's one piece of the puzzle. And then there's a month per episode, roughly. Let's, let's do it by money. If it's a £10,000 episode, it's probably got a £40,000 budget attached to that £10,000 episode. Right? Because the content is not the thing. See, my thing is, I, I would do this without money. I, this is not you can't. Thing. No, no, no. Yeah, we, could, we, we, yeah, can. We, we both started in the same space, working with hobbyist podcasters I hate who to... didn't have the money, and they can go to the Philippines and pay $40 to have their podcast edited. And I've moved towards business and brand, where they need a voice. They're, they're, it's part of their marketing budget. It's podcasting. A lot of the, the clients I'm talking Here's to. the punchline. Neither of us make podcasts anymore. Now we do coaching and teach other people how to make stuff. What more can you learn than that? It's mm. sitting here. Don't make show. Make three shows. Sack the rest off. Completely pointless waste of time. Don't take like if we get invited to make a show and it has, and I'm not like trying to be flash. I'm just telling you punchline. And it has a ten thousand pound an episode budget. We might consider it. Maybe. Maybe. Ninety eight percent of our resource goes into educating other people about the stuff that we've learned, because production. Isn't it's mate, it's not a business. There's no money in it. My yeah, but that offer is production. So if someone goes, thank you for all of that. I don't want to do the editing. Can you sort that out? Uh, yeah, I'll sort that out. That's the it's the back end offer. They come to me because they want to know how and they want the confidence to create and they want the confidence to, you know, be themselves. I mean, this is a big point that you bring up. It's about personality. The brilliant thing about podcasting is it's about personality. People can just be, and they've got someone there for 45 minutes on average to listen to another person be themselves, ideally. And, you know, and th that you can monetize that in a number of ways. I got a guy that did a podcast about the motor trade and he had a client come out of nowhere after four episodes and they've got a 15 grand a year project together. He's monetized. He hasn't got a sponsor, but the opportunity to sit in front of the mic and be himself has completely changed the way his business works. Everything know? is about like... Everything is about the, like you keep saying, like it's the opportunities that come around it yeah. and the production piece. It's like, you know, the people in the Philippines or whatever, it's so easy. And the, you know, the challenge, like I said earlier, is these two extremes. You can, you, you know, there's two, it sounds extreme, but there are two massive extremes, right? And there's no middle ground. There's no business model that works in the middle. I promise you. I know literally, I don't know how many people, but, hundreds of independent podcast producers we're about to run uh in september with some people that i know I'm about to run like a, a one-day seminar for independent podcast producers to help them to go from struggling can't really pay the bills might have to get a job independent producers to turning that into a business that has mechanics that can actually do stuff right like what's what's your plan around ip like you've got to have an ip plan right because if i own your show if we make your show together, I produce your show, right? Even just like this for a hundred pounds and it goes bang and the BBC buy it, but it was my idea. I want a piece of that, please. So what, what's the IP? Like what's your IP deal on every deal? And then because you need IP deal, you need 
like contracts and blah blah blah. Like it just gets complicated. Yeah, really no, no. Fast. That's what I said. But you're literally in three years. You're in the week that these these things are happening. Well, because I've always said everything you say about the market and the business. Because I didn't know nothing about it. And it's it, you get people get a false impression of because I've got the thing in the magazine. You go, but you don't know. I only know what I know. Mm. I need somebody else that knows that thing, which is why I needed a business partner. I said, there's no point trying to bolt yourself on as a business manager. There needs to be another person that's an expert in IPs and licensing and blah 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 and contracts and all that. I said I can't even read contracts. Mm. So that's what I needed. But that's why I've always had to be around the right personalities because half it's got to put up with me and what I don't know. Um, which I might have sorted out, but it's literally, you're literally talking about it at least week. But as I said, my thing is like, oh Christ, all I've done is half the work now. There's, there's the up now. It's the world you're living in, and it's not that thing that you like. I think I see. There's, there's a good point. Your story is a great is a your great start. Amazing. Your story is amazing, well, and your what you want to do long term is you know revolutionize the world amazing. through audio and 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 help people utilize audio to change their lives. And yeah. It's getting those strings to join. Exactly. That's what it is. Because I always say, but it's not that it's hard. It's hard. I've got halfway and it doesn't go any further without the other person, which is what took so long to talk about. Everything I've got, everything of the magazine, everything mm. was just a story. And I didn't even want to talk about stories. I'm embarrassed. It's not a story to me. It's just embarrassing. But it's only when I spoke to a PR person that's just freelance now from the BBC. Mm. She said, your story is what the thing that will make all this other stuff, which is possible because when I met with one of the MPs mm. and explained to him my background, he said, well, that you can sort of, I'm not going to use the words he used, but he said, yeah, you can use that to mm. get thing and get the funding because of a story, which is, sounds tacky until you... The story needs an outcome. It is. Somebody said, he said, things are that simple now. He said, if you've got some story, you're well known. It's that, that beats everything. Mm. Um, but anyway. You've got all the right pieces. Just in my my two P's, you've got all the right pieces that just slightly need jiggling around a bit. Mm. Like this, we've basically just started. That's yeah, what this you've is. got a, you've got a really great idea. Like you've got a great story that leads to a great gov- government backed idea. Mm. And there's a piece of personal branding in there that's getting in the way that needs untangling and reorganizing. Yeah, this should be a show that helps to promote the future thing and builds a community based around the future we'll call it education of audio education business and it's about you going on that journey and what will get spat out of that is a really strong personal brand for you but we the thing you need to do is create a story that attracts an audience that's interested in that audio education business and what you've got to be doing i'm just going to get to the punchline and we can wrap up you've got to be willing to fail bro you're doing everything you possibly can to avoid failure you're going, I won't market it yet. I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Just put yourself out there and get shot down. Um, like no. you- Something happened six months ago. A guy said to me, he said, I admire you for sticking with it. He said, yeah. but you realise your perfection is slowing you down. Yeah, and I mate. was like, yeah, fuck, he's yeah. right. That's yeah. that yeah. one weakness. Yeah. That he's- so that, got that's f- when everything swapped around. You can't fail because you're doing it. Yeah. I, you messaged me. I, you messaged me out of the blue. I didn't know you. We never spoke before today. You said, can you come and record on Sunday? I said, no, it's a Sunday. What are you talking about? There's enough hours in the week. And then I thought about it. I thought, you know what? This is a guy who's trying. I don't know him, but he's got some hustle. I'm going to give him my time, right? Because he's doing a thing. So you haven't failed. So your percent, like, and you know what you say about, like, I don't know nothing about social media. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Like, that's not, a, that's not an excuse. That's not okay. Like, I argue with my parents. Like, what, what do you mean no mobile banking? You're 50. You're going to live till 100. 
You need to understand how this works. It's not cool. No, exactly. Which, right? What I said, it's, it's you can't not say, quirky I, to say, I don't know. It's tough shit. You've got, you to, better, that's you've got to be willing yeah. to go, I get 17 lessons. Yeah. That's fine. But doing it for yourself and not knowing about marketing and not promoting it yet, that's data points that are holding you back. You can't tell me. I can tell you, but you can't tell me. I can tell you that having an unedited show with no purpose and no story arc and no um, North Star to connect everything together is really hurting you. But you can't argue against me because you haven't got any of the data points to prove me right. Yeah, or wrong. I can understand what right? you're saying. So you've got to get those as fast as possible and then you'll accelerate. Like, you don't need all the fancy stuff. You just need the basics. Like, just start sharing it. Where are we going? You asked me to share it, but you're not sharing it. Nah, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Well, this is why I needed the in the last month the marketing person and the PR because it, it's that's the world you live What's in. What's the worst? This isn't anything else. You are the marketing person and the PR. Well, yeah, she said to me, she said, you need, you're the PR person. You, you need, don't realize it. You need to, you know, do you know this? You need to taste it. You need to be in the trenches, like in the trenches, posting it, making it, doing it. And it's not an excuse to, you, you won't, all the best creators in the world from Elon Musk to Gary Vaynerchuk, to Logan Paul, to KSI, to whoever you can think of, they edit, make, post, share everything, their own content. Casey Neistat, 12 and a half million subscribers mm. on YouTube, edited every single video, every minute on his own. He got up at, he had two kids and he got up at 4 a.m. every day for 50, 550 days and he edited a video and he got it out by 9 a.m. every day, right? He did it himself. It's the only way to taste it. I, everything that goes out at One Fine Play and I have a team of like 10 people, everything comes through me and I do it because I can taste it. Mm. I've spoken to a thousand creators in the last three years personally on my own, right? I literally do the calls of them on my own. That's how I know what's going on. That's how I'm good at my craft. That's how I understand how I can see it so fast. You've, there's no excuses. If you, you can't outsource this to a marketing person. Cute, cool story, but they don't know. <laughs> They, they just don't know and care. They're just like, cool, can I have some money? Thanks. Next. They don't know. They don't care. They're not living it. Every last comment on LinkedIn, I read. I know who all those people are. I know what's going on. That's, that is the kryptonite. Yeah. That is the kryptonite. Yeah. I'm not getting involved in marketing. I, I had to find the other. I got the same advice. I, though. Like, I built a business. I was like, cult media, I'm going to be behind no, that. Saying. I'm coming from Vice and the BBC and stuff like that. I'm coming away from those. Um, but I need to set up a company. I need to be a faceless thing. All my skill and technology uh, knowledge is just behind this facade of a business. And my business coach now has said, no, completely change that. Like change your profile names, make sure that the logo isn't just you. It, it, make sure the logo is you. Change you. People are buying me and I'm getting more people engaged because that social media yeah. is coming from me and I'm answering You things. can be a character of you. Yeah. So you like write, a, write literally write down, go to onefineplay.com, app.onefineplay.com slash create. You get yourself a free account about your podcast. You put in your RSS feed. It asks you to do a podcast review. So it'll ask you a bunch of questions about what you are and you aren't doing. And then we've mapped out everything you need to know about podcasting into nine modules. And within those nine modules, it has exercises and advice and there's videos and there's audio versions of it and there's questions and you fill them in. And one of them is like, is all about the host character. What's the character do you play? What are the recurring phrases that you use? What's your style? What do you like? What don't you like? All that kind of stuff. So you don't have to be you because that's uncomfortable. You can be a version of you. Right, like, oh, no, no, I'm not fast. It's, it's just a thing I've had to learn to... recently because I didn't even know it was a thing. I was hiding my background. But um, it's only speaking to the PR person and the marketing guy. 
they, it was like speaking another language. He said, oh, you've got to, most people said no, they didn't want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the people that did get involved said, okay, you've got a rejig. You are the person you keep trying to put. And the marketing guy said, you, you need to answer questions. You need so to, in fact, you need to answer as well. Like yeah. if, is this what you want to teach people to make? Is this podcast or the content you're putting out what you would like the future content to look like? And we, we, we start, we go all the way back, call back, all the way back to start. We were talking about listening on double speed of podcasts. Would, someone's got to listen to this at double speed, honestly, um, because they're, they're, we haven't held anyone on a journey the whole time. There was nothing. There was no hurdles we overcame. There was no big question at the beginning. They've got to just bash through and take from it what they need. Now, people aren't very good at taking from it what they need. <laughs> right? they, they, people like a little bit of hand-holding. It's nice. We as the creatives and the creators... We have a responsibility to take people on that journey yeah. because what, you could look at any phrasing and it could be misconstrued in any different way. Yeah. That's why editing helps, right? Like even in an edit, this is now, um, you know, hour and a half, but and we'll, you should stick some signposts in, right? So you want to, when this finishes, stop, we'll leave. You then want to sit here and go, uh, just want to take a minute to tell you that I'm XYZ. This is the XYZ show. I've been speaking to X and Y about this coming up. We're going to be talking about X, but just before I do that, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor. Yeah, I know. Right? Bish, bash, bosh. And then what happens is you've put this a little jingle in and a little break, and then the listener, if nothing else, if they were like doing the gardening, whatever, it's jolted them and they're back to listening. They've gone from passive to active listening again. You, you keep them hooked. You've got so much more chance of getting them through the episode. A nice link there. You're welcome. Because... Oh, <laughs> I would like to say thank you to Therese, who sponsored the show with her collagen water. The reason we, well, you should know by now why we have certain sponsors on, but um, it was because I actually bought this drink. You can only get it in Holland Barrett at the moment. It's a Northern-based drink. It's um, the collagen water. Sounds gimmicky, which I thought it was. And she explained to me that most collagen comes from beef and pork, which is cheap because it's cheaper. Well, this is marine bio, uh, marine collagen, which is a lot more expensive because you have to get it from fish. Um, and then she's got the hydro. Oh god, what's the name of the stuff she's got in it? Um, anyway, she's got so stuff not, to make sure it's absorbed because so that was vegetarian. Then, oh god, she is. It's certainly probably not vegan. Yeah, what's the the what's the fish one? Peptides press, from press, fish. So we're definitely saying it's yeah, espicarium. But, but I was worried about because a lot of things get put on water. Oh, well that you don't actually absorb it's, it's a bit of a con so i made that was the first thing she said no we specifically designed this the long way around to make sure your body does absorb certain parts of this and she said the the, uh, the marine um collagen is very expensive which is why people don't have these in water but she does and she was very decent we spoke for about half an hour she's very kind she's going to come down at the show so i'd just like to say thank you Teresa, very much for doing that um so is it, is it very nice oh you didn't you drank the other water how's your drink Lovely. I've got to say your skin's looking better Thank since you. you've come in. You it might be the yeah. show. Might be the, <laughs> might be the heater. The fine lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I want to sincerely thank... I never, ever, and I say this sincerely, I never look past the fact that you've had to come down here and on a Sunday. I almost feel guilty about... Uh, but it's for me, but you're not getting anything out of this. But so sincerely thank you. I've learned a lot. I'm always listening and I always take stuff away. So every time I meet someone, I think, right, I've matured slightly from the stuff that you've been kind enough to give me. Not everything, but it's a filtering off process with me. Mm. So I'd like to say sincerely thank you to both of you. And uh, when are you getting married? Uh, end of July. What's your wife's name? Would you like to say anything? Uh, 
Tasha. No, I, you're going I, to get your suit. She's on a Hindu right now. So oh, okay, whereabouts? Um, she does. Oh, just in in England. London. Yeah, yeah, in London. Oh, okay. Um, you... But thank you for having us on the yeah. podcast, and also for being brave enough to invite people about podcasting onto a podcast. It's dangerous. So, well, you withstood. I want to go against well. that. There's no yeah. need to, to be enemies. We came. <laughs> we both came for the same reason. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, and I, also, yeah. when you say we haven't taken anything from it, I have learned masses yeah what not to do no no no, like, <laughs> no 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 my aim is always my aim is always give 51 percent, take 49 percent. right yeah, no. uh i can't wait to meet your man down there he keeps nodding every time i say stuff so I'm Kare- that, is that karem no no oh well yeah okay well we have another guy young david he can be here today and matt and i are going to grab a coffee before we leave so yeah, you know uh, it's, thank you so much i think um, let's make london the home of what podcasting should be. Don't make me move back to London. Or what podcasts turn out, I like turn out to be. Hobbit, I thought you were in London. No. I'm, I'm just on... I'm in Sussex. Oh, I was in our class of London. That was my geography. Do you know like. much about podcasting in America? Uh, what do you mean, know about them? I don't well, really listen to that many, to be honest. three and a half years ahead of us. At least, I'd say about six. No. I, did, you know, I don't know if I could say this. So it's not a, it's not my opinion. When when it f- podcast first started, mm. and I didn't know what I was doing, I would email people in America to say like, "How do you do podcasting?" And he's one of the advice he gave me. He said, um, don't, "Don't have no." He said, "Don't have females as a co-host," which I then went against. Jeez. Now my problem Spicy. with it, no problem was it. He said because we started trying to do that but men weren't listening to females at the time talking 20 years ago now technology barrier and i was always angry with them for saying that so i tried the opposite which i thought you shouldn't try and force somebody you should just be around because you want to be Mm. around and it's only recently and i thought he was sort of right at the time it was only men that were listening to podcasts but it's always stayed with what horrendous statement to say to somebody but my favorite thing to gave me any self-esteem was being at the bbc having a meeting trying to explain some podcasting and they were not they, they were embarrassed. They're all over it now, though. I was going to say, they definitely get it now. They, they, were, embar- now, yeah. they were so sweet as well. So, it, it, But it, it was, I can remember the meeting. And when I said about not editing it, it was basically the visor came down. He said, well, this is the end of the meeting. And he did say, I should. he was very sweet. He said, I should, you know, you could talk. Why don't you do radio things? I said, no, I can't do that. Mm. I have to do podcasts. So every time I listen to the BBC shows, I think, oh, I was there trying to tell you what to, tell, what to do. But anyway, that's me grabbing at straws to sort of build myself up. But as I said, I've learned more now, and this is another little step forward for me, mm-hmm. because all the stuff I've done, mm. it gives off the impression I'm further down the line than I am. It's just hustle that's got all this stuff, but I still need to be around people that I can learn from. Mm. So I'm sincerely thanking you. And anything I can ever do, I always say to people, if something goes wrong, an equipment breaks down and it's midnight, call me. That's my thank you to them because I'm always indebted to people mm. that turn up here. So sincerely, thank you very You're much welcome. for coming on. And um, go to Holland and Barrett and buy some uh, FYX collagen water. Charles, you, you feeling all right? No. You had a bit of a flu. Yeah, the week. no. Okay. no but, he yeah. didn't even play the arcade machine. That's how sick he was. Yeah. Karem, he's furious. Two games in a row, I beat him. Although... <laughs> bit of practice, bit of practice. yeah. All right, so listen, right. guys, thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll be back next week with who we oh, well, I'm going to take some of your hints. Who we got next week? We got the um, uh, it's the fella who uh, implemented the Modern Slavery Act and the CEO of Unseen, the people trafficking company. So, we're going to, if you want to know where okay. the Modern Slavery Act came from, we'll uh, tune in next week on the Vialucci podcast. Hit it, Graham. It's right before your eyes.
You could be larger than life 